Brendeli Kandengwa. It's time for What's Africa, a news production by Africa Brief. All right, uh, dear listener, uh, welcome once again. And uh, today we are in Ilongwe, specifically at Chiseka. Uh, Chiseka area is about um, nine kilometers from the Bunda Tenof as you are heading to town in the capital city of uh, Ilongwe. And uh, today I have a special guest who runs a game range uh, right here in the capital. So want to hear more uh, about his um, uh, range, what animals he keeps and uh, how the idea uh, started. Uh, my name is Rashid Gelo. Yeah, and um, uh, we've got a game range here in Ilongwe. We're keeping varieties of animals and birds. I was looking at uh, your background. Uh, it appears that um, you are an ICT man, and uh, one would expect that you'd be busy with the things to do with computers, but here you are, you're busy with animals. So give us a background of how it started. What I can say is that uh, I've got a hobby and a passion for animals. Uh, I've been keeping like uh, different types of animals ever since when I was young. Uh, when I was about uh, six, seven, eight years, when I was still a child, I used to keep rabbits, uh, John White, some, I used to keep different types of things like birds. Yeah, so when I grew up, I, I studied uh, computer engineering. So it wasn't working out because I was buying old computers, fixing them. I had my own shop, so I wasn't making that enough money. So by then at my house, I used to keep uh, some animals like the goats, sheep and some different types of birds. Yeah, so whenever I sell those, I used to make more money than uh, like fixing computers. So as I was keeping years passing by, then I said, okay, because I need these things, it's like I was keeping them at my house. So I needed a bigger place to keep these things. So I had to say, okay, I need, I need to buy a bigger land. So the first farm I bought, it was in Kangoma area, 23 area. So I was keep, that's where I was keeping like rabbits, uh, chickens, different types of goats, cows and, and the like. So when I was growing, I was making a lot of money, but my challenge was at the first farm, that is, uh, during rain season. It's like uh, I didn't have a place where like to take the animals for grazing and the like, so I was having problems. So I decided that I should buy another land that is along Bunda Road. That's where I found a bigger land. So by then I bought about three acres. So with that three acres, Bunda area, I went there just because of during rain season so that I should not have problems because my goats and sheep, they like, they graze like uh, along uh, Bunda forest. So I thought, okay, this side is better for the animals. As I was doing it, I was keeping some dikers and some other small animals at my house. So I said, okay, having a place, let me just like, because it's a hobby and a passion for animals. So I decided to fence it up. Before that, I had to go to ask for guidance from the Department of Parks that I was telling them that I need to keep uh, a varieties of animals. What do I need to do? So they came to my farm, they advised me what to do, and they told me you need to follow this procedure. So I followed those procedures only because I wanted to, like the permit, it was covering because I wanted to keep some dikers and the other animals. So as I was keeping, people said coming to my farm, no one to see the animals, birds and the like. I was like, okay, let me just make this as a business and a tourism also and also make the place so that when people come they should learn and uh, like learn the value of animals and birds when i go to zambia and tanzania i see a lot of different types of exotic birds and animals so i said okay why can't we do this in malawi because we don't have these things in malawi maybe the million dollar question is where do you get these animals i mean these are wild animals yeah where do you get them 
Uh, most of the animals, we get them from Salima. I've got a friend of mine there, he's got a game ranch. So we get most of the animals there, and uh, some animals, we get them from Zambia and the birds. You buy, of course. Yes, we do buy from there. Would you give us um, some price range of um, some animals? The first time I asked, uh, those were, I think, uh, impalas. I asked at uh, Kuti Game Ranch. They, it was varying about 600,000 each. That oh, was wow. at Kuti, yeah. So I decided when I asked them I need some, they told me they have run out of stock until a year passed and maybe two years. So I said, okay. When I went to Zambia, I saw what my friends were doing. I asked them, I asked them about the prices of the impalas. It was costing about 200 something thousand. Together with transportation, everything, it was costing close to maybe three, four hundred thousand. So I said, okay, why can't I get these animals from Zambia? So I had to import them from Zambia. So how has it been going uh, since you started? Um, what has been the reaction like from the community, the people? Uh, from the community, I think it's uh, 100% because uh, they are benefiting a lot from our farm. They come to our farm whenever they want to visit and learn the animals. Of course, most of them, they say, no, we've never seen a zebra before. When they come to my farm, we want to see a zebra. So it's like they're happy. Yeah? And uh, I've employed a lot of uh, people from the community. I've got about 15 tour guides from the, co from the community. I've also got like uh, those who come for peace works. Uh, most of them, they are builders, like the builders, the guys who will dig anything, like the ponds and everything. So it's like the community is benefiting a lot from us. Let's talk about um, the business side. Uh, so what has been the response from the people who are interested in tourism to visit the place? Most of them, I think it's 100% because they are happy. Whenever they come here, they say, okay, when we, at first when we tell them the price, they start saying, no, it's too much, what, what. When they come inside and they visit, they say it's worth it because uh, we have got uh, ex different types of birds, different types of animals that if most of them, let's say, for example, about the animals if you go in national parks you can see them but sometimes you don't see all the animals but here when they come they see them if they are lucky they might even touch them and we've got exotic birds like ostriches and uh, emus we've got parrots all sorts of birds that even if you go in let's say in zoos most of the zoos that i know they don't have one other thing that uh, i would really want to understand uh, which of course you did allude to it uh, at some point earlier on is the issue of compliance with the uh, regulations from the government so to say before i came here i was trying to do some research i noted that earlier in september i think the minister himself of wildlife uh, and tourism um, visited the place and he, i understand that he, he raised some concerns on um, issues of compliance with the law. What did he say specifically? Uh, okay, uh, he has been receiving like um, a complaint from the people that I will not mention. Yeah, uh, it is the first, because uh, it's like, it's a long story. Uh, We've been having issues. A lot of people, they're trying to like to close up this place. Yeah, so they told the minister that there's a place where they're mistreating animals. So the minister had to come in to come and check for himself. He has to see what, what is happening. So when the minister came, he was very happy and he was impressed with what we are doing because uh, we have employed a lot of people. So it's like we are helping employments and uh, the things that I'm doing, he was very happy with them. But he says, first you need to sit down like because uh, we need to sit down with the people that uh, we're having problems with. We should resolve our issues they should sit down with me and say okay this is where you're going wrong they should encourage me not to discourage me 
because I've got some birds and I've got some other things that I needed to make the like bigger cages. The what I was told, like for example, for a porcupine, I was told that I need to make a bigger place like 30 by 30 meters, which is not a joke. For one porcupine, 30 by 30 meters, that's a lot of money. So we needed to sit down to resolve our issues. So that was one of the, the main issue which was there. How is this uh, impacting your your business? I get discouraged whenever I get reports like uh, from the, our friends. You just maybe sometimes I'm at the farm doing other things. Then I like I just find like a report like an email that no, this is what is happening. So I get discouraged, and that is it's really bringing me down. But I'll never give up because this is a hobby and a passion. And I'm trying to bring more things that Malawi should see. I was going around, I noted you have um, some ostriches, vultures, and a variety of animals. How do you get the food for these animals? This is a farm. That's why there's a game ranch and farm. We've got, we do keep uh, goats, you've seen, we've got a lot of goats and sheep. And uh, we are keeping different types of rabbits. It's a chain. We've got a lot of rabbits. We get those rabbits. We feed them to the to the vultures. And uh, we've got uh, a garden whereby we're keeping greens. That's for feeding the ostriches and the other animals. What are your future plans? Our future plan is to have a bigger space and, if possible, bring more animals and birds. Make this place a tourism attraction. Uh, we want to employ a lot of people. We want to make this place people can come. They should learn. We are trying to bring the people from uh, like Bunda, like colleges like that, so that they should come here and learn. Because we are trying to put different types of things here. It will not only be on animals. We also want to start uh, like uh, greenhouses. We want to do aquaponics, aquaculture. Everything wants to like on this farm, so that if someone comes here, when they are going, they should benefit a lot. Okay, uh, last word. Uh, what would you tell somebody? who you know is interested in tourism why should they visit this place they should visit this place because we've got uh, different types of birds and exotic animals and uh, they should come and enjoy this place where it's like it's being run by a malawian yeah and uh, making things better being run by youth i know there's a fee that they are supposed to pay normally it's 4000 adults 2000 per child but now it's on promotion until January. It's a Christmas promotion, which is uh, 3,000 adults, uh, 1,500 per child. One thing that also I think I should have uh, asked you, uh, recently I was in Zimbabwe. Um, we visited almost a similar place. It's run by some white guy in Zimbabwe. And you asked them this question, how has COVID impacted their business? What about here? Did you see a low turnout of visitors or what? Uh, for a year it was, uh, because for example, what I can say is uh, we've just opened this place, it's less than uh, six, seven months, so it has always been uh, on a stable. Thanks so much for the interview. Uh, thank you. That was the latest news on What's Africa, a production of Africa Brief, and this has been Brindley Kandengwa. For news tips, comments, and advertising, contact Africa Brief Editor-in-Chief Winston Mwale on plus 265-991. Five double zero seven three zero. Once again, plus two six five nine nine one five double zero seven three zero.